1: of the world, Steve Fingerstyles!
0: So, welcome to a bonus edition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD, Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com if you are into CBD products, if you use CBD products of any shape, size, or form, if you like rub-ons, if you like tonics, if you like pills, if you like anything that's CBD infused, they pretty much got for the athlete, for the regular person. Like I said, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25, you'll get 25% off. And if you are uh, woman that so happens to be listening to today's episode that enjoys wrestling good for you because there's not many of you out there but or maybe if you're a guy who's listening and one and doesn't know what to buy their girl because you were they were very patient during wrestlemania weekend go to com and buy them something nice and use promo code the podcast with a capital d you'll get 10 percent off they offer free shipping over 50 dollars and they ship worldwide so no excuses to the international listeners and obviously listen to the show on itunes stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud and spotify and also go to podbros.com i am a part of their network listen to my show there listen to a bunch of other shows and if you shop on amazon click on their amazon banner helps them out helps me out so this is the wrestlemania extravaganza i guess with my buddies from across the pond max and jesse from Gato 5 what's up guys
2: Hey, what's hey, going on? What's going on, man? We um,
3: have been relegated to bonus episodes the last couple of times we've been on here. We're not even part of your regular schedule.
0: No, you, you, to be a part of my regular schedule, it's got to be like non-wrestling talk. Like that episode me and Max did by ourselves. That was a regular episode. You just haven't been oh, on a regular it episode. <laughs> <laughs> ah, disgusted. Uh,
2: but WrestleMania was good, eh? It was. We'll Surprise see. Them, right? By the way, I'm Max, he's Jesse, just so you get to know our voices. Hi,
0: everyone. Yes, they are yeah, not... Steve, dis- you don't get new listeners do you, Steve. Everyone must know who we are by now. Well, I, I would assume so, but they all they also think you're just one person.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes.
3: Just what, Mac, like
2: Max and Jesse is some weird, like, cockney name or something? No, they can't tell our voices apart, yes. so whenever we talk, it's like, he's just got a schizophrenic on the show talking, like, agreeing with himself. <laughs> That's ridiculous because you sound all nasally and
3: I'm quite sexy.
0: Other way round, mate. Yeah, I think so. Ah. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. Okay, you do one
3: show together without me, and you're certainly lovers. I understand. <laughs> you you guys did a show.
2: Come on now. You you did one together.
0: Yeah, but we literally it... had to break your bone and knock you out for me and Steve to do a show together. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't as yeah. raunchy as our show, I guess, because we sort of had to talk about wrestling, right? Uh,
2: yeah, that, that's what we do. We force people to talk about wrestling.
0: <laughs> well, somebody has to, or else it would be a dead sport or a, a form of entertainment, whatever they want to call it.
4: This is that's true. true. This it's predetermined, so.
0: Yeah. And mind you, okay, I want to start off with this right off the bat. Speaking of being raunchy and going on rants and stuff, there's this guy. I hope he's listening. I'm not going to call him out by name, but he knows who he is.
2: Fuck so- that guy. I presume. <laughs>
0: So I put on Twitter that I'm going to watch WrestleMania live and I'll be live tweeting, whatever. This is something I've, like, I barely ever watch anything live anymore because, like, DVR and all that shit is a lot lot easier or everything's on demand, right? So I actually watched WrestleMania live. Live? Yeah. I was going to say alive because, yeah, I was barely alive by the end. (laughs) How long was it? Seven, eight hours from start to finish if you include the pre-show? With the pre-show, it was seven and a half, I think. Yeah, there you go. So I watched all seven and a half hours. Mind you, I took breaks and I dipped outside and I did my thing because now it's legalized in Canada, as everyone knows. So I went outside because I wasn't drinking because it is a Sunday night, right? But Sensible. um, This guy, I I think I put a tweet out something about, um, what's her name? The Southern Belle. I always forget her name.
2: Lacey Evans.
0: There you go. Thank you. That's why I see that's why I have you guys on the show. You guys are, are my little computer backup, whatever. So <laughs> when I go on to Fritz, you can <laughs> jump right in. But where your Siri, there you go. Thank you. I just have to hit the button and then that's it. You guys chime in, it sounds perfect. <laughs> so, with the whole Lacey Evans things, I was like, What's up with this chick? Well, I can't exactly remember. Maybe I should have pulled it up, but anyways, this is on the cuff. I mentioned something about, I don't know what her gimmick is, maybe they should just keep doing this forever and she never wrestles a match, ha ha ha, or something, right? And then this guy, he goes, you know that wrestling is predetermined, right? I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Are are people still (laughs) fucking doing this? Seriously? Yeah, in 2019, there's still people that, like, but the people that tell you it's fake, like, they... They always say it as if they're breaking it to you as if like they i know after all these years that has finally they're
3: the smart guy out of everyone you've ever met in your life that can let you know that it's not
0: real i just think they have nothing going on in their lives that they're just happy that they put someone down right that's how miserable they are
3: yeah exactly it's so uh, it's just yeah it's very strange but it's that it's a very sort of i am very smart sort of mentality isn't it yeah
2: but it always backfires on them because i keep them there for 40 minutes explaining to them why wrestling is good and uh, they lose all chance of living after that because they just want to kill themselves so (laughs) backfires
0: on them oh you go that far not me i think the way i responded was oh i was like oh thank you so much I, i didn't realize it was predetermined I'll just stop watching now and go do something with my life or something like that on, on those terms. And I was like, oh my, and then he didn't respond back. I was like, you got to be fucking Steve kidding Steve taking me. the high road. You have yeah. to. There's no point. I, I can't anymore. Like, this is what people want too, you know what I mean? And look, I'm still talking about him, but at least I'm not saying who it is. Even though you could go back on my Twitter and check, but but that's besides I'm the I'm
2: going to find this guy, Steve. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm,
3: I'm proud of you, Steve. You struck me as the sort of person that would have sort of slithered under that as opposed to have taken the high
0: road but well done no this is the new me only on the podcast I'm going to be an asshole in real life I'm, I'm <laughs> going to try and be as nice as I can that's nice <laughs> alright guys so let's go on with it who wants to go first do you guys want to go first do you want me to go first
2: no Steve you, we always take the first spot so please it's your show lead us
0: alright let's get right with it then number f- my number five would be the main event, triple threat match for the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch vs. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey.
2: We oh, straight in there. Oh, brave. We were, it's on R5 our, our as well, so we'll swap that out. Um, yeah, Charlotte arrived in a helicopter. How boss was that?
0: Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Even though it was probably recorded the night before or something. Or else it would show her walking right into the arena, right?
2: They gave us that. No, there. I did not think... I, I, don't,
3: I I don't think it was live. There's no way it was live. Oh, it it? live. It was, yeah, but yeah. it was definitely but it was definitely recorded on location and it was night time and there was like I suppose they closed the road, because eh? there was no traffic or anything. True. But like but that must have been a weird
0: time, right? They must have done that at like two or three in the morning or something, to Most have likely. it that dead. I wouldn't know it at all. Did yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, but it was
2: it
3: was cool. And um, uh, oh god, that's embarrassing. That I've forgotten
2: her name. Uh, the band that did Roger Rousey's Who? Joan Jett. Yes, Joan Jett playing Roger Rousey yeah. was pretty <sighs> cool as well. She still got it, man. She still sounds good. Oh yeah, she sounds great. I find it funny that um, the band just had to kind of stand there on the stage instead of moving off. They just had to stand there and wait for the other two entrances to finish.
0: I know, right? Yeah, they got kind of awkward. not away. Didn't they? I, I uh, see. I was in and out by then. I think I even tweeted my eyelids are about to close and I need some toothpicks. But I don't remember who came out in what order. Didn't Ronda Rousey come out last?
2: No, Ronda came out uh, first. No, the whole night, champions uh, came out first. I was livid.
0: You know what? That's true. Now that I think about it, you are so correct. All the champions did come out first, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I. Don't... It's because
3: key. all the champions are heels, right? So that's why they're coming out first, because
0: they want the big pop of the babyface. You know, but that's that not sense. how it should be. Fuck babyfaces and heels. <laughs> if you have the belt, you come out last. That's just the rule. That's what I thought, too. That's yeah, the way I exactly. think about it.
2: Uh, the match I found really fun in terms of, like, they, the three of them obviously have an agreement if you watch, like, the build-up and the story throughout whatever they've been doing for the past year right. in terms of, like, just hit me as hard as you fucking want. Seems to be the agreement between the three of them, and I enjoy that.
0: Yeah, especially uh like the, it was. I think it was the best at the beginning. Mind you, again, I was probably falling asleep at the end. But it was to me, it was a great start. Like Rhonda taking that hard bump right at the beginning, too. Like that was like wow. And I think she ended Which up had, breaking uh, her arm over the
2: rope, and Becky drop kicked her yes, to the floor. That's it. Yeah, yes that's
0: brutal. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, you,
2: know, you know what? These moments were all brilliant, but
3: this is an example of. Wrestlemania being way too fucking long. Thank you. Because I I don't remember any of this because I was yep. I remember the finish of the match and that's about it. Yep. All the amazing work and I'm sure it was amazing. All the amazing work that they did before the finish I completely took for granted because I was just tired and ready for it to be over. So those women like battered themselves for no <laughs> no reason at
0: all because people were just waiting for the end by that point. Pretty much unless it's the people that are there live i guess they probably because i guess being in a live atmosphere not as tired and shit so apparently like from a report
2: to the event everyone was really waning by the time the main event came like for me i watched it live and it was five o'clock in the morning by the time the um Mm, they're coming for you, Jesse. Uh, oh yeah, Simon's
3: again. Jesus! What the?
2: <laughs> it was five o'clock in the morning. By the time the main event rolled around, right. and I was tired, and it picked me back up the minute the main event hit. Because I was like, "Fuck it, I'm paying attention. I've been waiting for this. This is what I'm looking forward to the most." Um, but yeah, it's it's such a slog to get through from half ten until five thirty in the morning. It's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you fucking did it, man. That's crazy.
2: Lots of alcohol. Except for uh, we came up with a drinking game that throughout WrestleMania, the, any time they said the word the man you had to drink, they okay. said it a lot, guys. Did the Yeah.
3: Did
0: they? throughout <gasps> the whole
3: show. I bet there were times when it wasn't even relevant to Becky Lynch. They were
2: just
3: talking <laughs> about a man. <laughs> you still had
2: to, like, take a resentful drink. Well, the worst bit was during the entrance, Becky comes out, and everyone, had you know, they hand out signs now because wrestling can't be organic and that's oh, anymore. Oh,
0: that's right, yeah, yeah. The and everyone hands. just
2: lifted up signs that said the man, and we would just look at each other and ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> going to need a six-pack on this one.
0: <laughs> that's so true. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's my number five. Again, I guess it's more because Becky won. If she didn't win, it probably would have been not on my list, but seeing the story come to an end and everything and culminating like that, that's what you want to see at WrestleMania, right? Yeah.
3: What do you think about the finish, Steve, very quickly before we move on?
0: I was like, are you serious? Like, I thought it was going to... First off, I didn't think Ronda was going to get pinned. And second off, I didn't think it was going to be like a roll-up. I thought it would be like someone's finisher or someone kicked out twice and then someone came out of nowhere. Like, you know what I mean? Something huge. Not just like... To me, it was kind of flat. Again, but I don't know if it's it's because I was tired. It felt accidental to me. I think it was. Yeah. Now that you're saying it, I I, I would not doubt it.
2: The two things that pissed me off is, first of all, Ronda got a shoulder out, which everyone saw, so it didn't count. And secondly, you've been building for six months three women with three of the best submission moves in the right. whole women's division, and they've mm-hmm. been playing off that for the whole story, Yeah, and it doesn't end in a submission. I know, right? How does that work?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't for Becky winning, I don't think it would be on my top five, that's for sure. Yeah, it's stupid.
2: Really? It annoys me when things like that don't make sense. So another
3: thing, I'm assuming this isn't on anyone's top five um, the Ms. Shay man match, which I enjoyed, but. Miz going for a pinfall every forty-five seconds didn't make sense to the story at all because Miz was supposed to hate Shane McMahon and care less about winning. He wanted to brutalize Shane McMahon, right? So why would you be constantly going for the pin? It's
0: true. I was not a fan of it. I think I have it here on my list as my third least favorite thing that happened during WrestleMania. Oh, that's interesting. I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I, if it didn't happen, I wouldn't miss it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I love the
2: spot at the end. I love Miz taking a risk for once and it kind of backfired on him from a kayfabe story standpoint. But yeah, there were some cool moments, but overall it does boil down to like two cool moments in there. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. And again, me coming from the Attitude Era and seeing hardcore matches and shit, to me that's, yeah, maybe for this era it's okay, but for me, not not my cup of tea, sorry. Did you dig Shane back in the day, Steve? No, I don't like him either. I thought, because again... He, he does. He, he, back in the day it was even worse like you'd pull off these moves and you could so tell as they say he was so green and he didn't know how to, what he was doing like even his punches and even his like so called jujitsu this guy's supposed to be like some sort of practitioner of jujitsu and he can't even put together a, a decent arm bar or a rollover like it looks all choppy and shit I'm like who like who's this guy paying to give him belts and shit he's <laughs> dad. well I guess <laughs> right I guess that's how it works now fuck uh
2: um, we really haven't planned this Jesse well, top yeah. five so what's your number you 5 then
0: <laughs> uh,
2: what, what, what do you want to do next um, I'm going to go in with uh,
0: John Cena coming back as the Doctor of Ergonomics. oh you motherfuckers that was my number 3 <laughs> sorry <laughs> no go for yes, it I that was so fucking cool and so
3: unexpected as well so I watched I watched Wrestlemania Monday evening and I didn't stay up for it because I'm not hardcore like that but um, <laughs> Uh, but as a result, um, I was I was texting Max whilst I was watching it, with Max knowing damn well what had happened, but not telling me anything, right? So okay. he, I like, I was saying, "Oh, Elias is out, And I, Elias with the uh, playing with the other Elias playing drums and stuff. He's a fucking good drummer, by the way. That wasn't my man. he was playing that really well. And oh, um, okay. Play, played all that and um, it looked wicked and i thought this is brilliant this is a great elias segment and i was texting max about it right and you obviously knew didn't you max that <laughs> was going to come out like that and you were like oh man just wait and then that happens and i lose my fucking shit because like doctor Mythogonomics <clears throat> john cena was just one of the one of the best things about wrestling when i was a kid and right. it was so and it, it felt like he was back right it didn't feel like old cena sort of Playing on nostalgia, he nailed it just as well as he ever did back in 2002.
2: In my opinion,
4: I think oh definitely. So too.
2: And uh, I messaged Steve about this earlier. I had a little story. So yeah, go for it. We we were watching. I had about seven people over, and they're, they're interesting, obviously, but there are a lot more. Well, anyone's on the more casual side when you compare them to me and Jesse. Um, <laughs> but they didn't really know about the the fugonomics era of John Cena. For sure. So the music here, I'm standing up, nearly spill my beer <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, yes! And they're all like, what's going on? John Cena comes out in a throwback and a snapback, and they're like, oh my god, what is John Cena doing? And right. they were just laughing at him, and they're like, this is ridiculous. He looks so stupid. <laughs> And a single tear rolls down my cheek. Oh my god. As they're just mocking John Cena. And I'm like, guys, this is the coolest moment of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and they just didn't get it. And then he started rapping. And I was like, he hasn't lost a beat. He's still got it. And they were just like, oh, this is so lame. This is so cheesy. And I'm like, no, it's not.
3: No, it's beautiful. I suppose out of context, it must have been ridiculous if you don't know about old Cena.
2: Yeah, just so it's like he's snapped and thought, <laughs> I'll, I'll rap all of a sudden. But it was great, it was a really good segment. That is what WrestleMania
3: should be. Just they should shorten it, right? Shorten it to four hours. It's ridiculous that four hours is even considered short. Shorten it to four hours, have like eight really good matches and three or four great segments like that. That's a perfect mania.
0: I think so too. Yeah. I I concur.
2: Yeah, it's and I did a little heel turn line and he pulled out pistachio nuts from Mm. he'd been carrying those around. Day. For months I reckon. <laughs> he did that Photoshop job with the Terry or whatever it was. He did that himself, <laughs> I swear it. Oh my and it God. was just uh yeah, absolutely brilliant. And Elias' money. Yes. I hated him in NXT. Yeah, so I. He just works so well on the main roster. People. I'm so fucking bits. I am so fucking smug because I've been on the Elias train from the beginning and even when he felt flat I was like, No, I know that this will work eventually,
0: as long as they stick with a bit of work. And I was right, and I will never let you forget it, Max. <laughs> yeah, I love that segment too. Like I said, I was going to be my number three, but um, again, it's because <sighs> of the, the nostalgia. It didn't feel like it was a PG John Cena. I, like other than saying fuck or shit, what else could he have said? Like you know, he said it perfectly, he delivered it. It's still within PG, but it was still old school John Cena, and you know what I mean. And no one was expecting. Everyone thought he was going to have an actual match, not come out and interrupt. Like you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, and actually, uh, related to that, because everyone wanted him to um, wrestle Kurt in his last match, didn't they? Right. And yes. I, I still can't fully believe that they actually went through with Aaron Corbin, Kurt Angle, as Kurt Angle's last match. But
2: um, but full respect to Aaron Corbin, and I will love him forever for <laughs> alluding to it with the you-can't-see-me yeah, um, cool. gesture during the match. I thought, fair
3: play, you know, Corbin knows exactly what he's doing.
2: Yeah, lean into it. It made perfect sense from like if you look at from a kayfabe storyline angle, no pun intended there, um, with like the whole general manager feuding stuff and Baron Corbin screwing Kurt Angle for almost over a year. It made sense for him to face him, but it was the letdown, wasn't it? You, there's just so many more people that would have been, um, Shawn Benjamin, Chad Gable, John Cena, anyone. Yeah, there was any number of people, even like
3: Undertaker or something like that, if he'd wanted to come back for another round, Like that would have just made more sense.
2: So not on that, he just randomly shows up on Raw after Mania. Who, Taker? Yeah.
0: I know, Dude. that was odd.
2: He beat the shit out of Elias. Yeah. Ah, okay, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I haven't read up on Raw after Mania. Yeah, I always have to take like a little detox, but like news still filters in because it's everywhere for me. But after Mania, I just I need a week off yeah. from it all, because it's saw, just too much.
3: I saw Sami Zayn came back. I'm happy about that, because as we know, he is my twin brother. Exactly. And he wrestled your baby boyfriend?
2: And yeah, he go. did. Um, yeah, but I felt a bit bad for Sami to lose on his big comeback, though. True. But he cut a hell of a promo afterwards. He did. Did you
0: see that promo, Steve? Yeah, I saw both Raw and SmackDown, so I'm all caught up. And now, yeah, it's true. I do need a full-out detox. I- I'm finished. <laughs>
2: It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Sorry, we we get sidetracked. Carry
0: on. No, no problem. And just touching on <laughs> it quickly, like Raw, to me, this was the flattest Raw After Mania, I think, in a very long time.
2: It really was, because they did all the NXT call-ups like a month beforehand. And that's that was always the exciting thing about the Raw After Mania, like who's coming up and who's going to debut. And, and the only shock was Undertaker, and he doesn't get the same reaction he used to. The fact that you didn't even know Jesse <laughs> how'd you where he kind of is in terms of, like, the fan sphere now. Before, if Undertaker showed up on Raw, it would be news everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so uh, all, all I know, I know. Yeah, I even know Lars Sullivan debuted on
3: yeah. Raw, right? Like, exactly. that, that I know. I know Sami Zayn came back, and the reason I know that is because people share these videos on Facebook or whatever. I, I didn't see a single video of Undertaker, and that, as you say, that's crazy. A few years ago, that would have been unthinkable.
2: Undertaker on Instagram, by the way, is weird. <laughs> He's taking selfies in his dead man gear and shit. That's,
4: <laughs> That's hilarious. That is funny. That is good. He needs to have like
3: um, a selfie stick that like propels out of his jacket
2: arm when he's in the ring. Tyler Breeze, Undertaker mix. Ah,
0: oh, That'd be amazing. Oh my that'd, God. What, what a tag team. <laughs> Money. That's it. Sold. <laughs> oh, what do you got for us, Steve? All right. My number four. Now I got to switch shit around. So this match got bumped up. I'm going to go. You might be surprised with this one. Batista and Triple H. Okay. It was great.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: But mostly for Batista's entrance where I thought he was going to pass out and crash on his face.
2: He <laughs> was so... He all he was on
0: coke or something. That's what I thought too! I turned to my wife, I'm like, this guy's either on a whole shitload of steroids that he didn't know he took, or he coked the fuck out before he came out and he doesn't know what the hell's going on. I think he took
2: a shit ton of pre workout. Did you catch him nearly um, faceplant when he got in the ring? As well. Not nearly. He, he Oh yeah, he basically did. Didn't he
0: tarted knee O'Neill into that ring no but titus o'neill was still like you know what i mean it didn't look like he was all fucked up titus o'neill was just like i guess a clutch yeah, t- this was just yeah it, pretty much but but like i saw it in his face i'm like this guy's not all up there man he doesn't know what's going on like i think he phased <laughs> out for a little bit
2: yeah I, I think he was just way too excited to do it and
0: um, maybe that's what it was, yeah, an adrenaline dump he or something
2: way too into it but the bumps that he was taking and so everyone that i was watching that, this we've found it kind of boring as a match. And I was like, no, the bumps that he was doing at his age and for being away for five-odd years were ridiculous.
0: Yep. That's what I'm I thinking. I thought, yeah, I thought he was fantastic. I thought it was really cool that
2: Batista had... That was essentially Batista's retirement match, right? Like, we're pretty sure that... He announced that his retirement in. the day after.
3: Yeah, Right, there you go. So um, he's, you know, big Hollywood star. He comes back, doesn't make a big thing of it, it's not this big retirement match. He just comes back, has what I think was a pretty fucking cool match, doesn't make a big deal about it, and off he goes. and He's back to Hollywood. And I have full respect to that. He goes out on his back like you're supposed to um, love right. him for it.
2: You know what I think happened is oh. there was a um, Marvel representative backstage <laughs> and they spoke to, like, Triple H and Batista and Vince and stuff. And they're like, okay, Batista's worth a lot of money to us. So, like, let's just keep it safe. Let's do a couple of headlocks maybe one big spot will go away and they all they nod and they're like yeah yeah like 100% agree we'll just keep it completely safe and then Triple H just whispers I'm gonna rip out your nose ring and then back body dropping on steel chairs and he's like fucking do it mate I love yeah. it <laughs> yeah it's like I haven't seen the
4: films does Drax have nostrils <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then
2: you got the Marvel rep in the back just going oh god oh no that <laughs> no, was great and, uh, those tables though would not budge
0: would they Batista bounced yeah, those tables just didn't want to break all evening. Well, even that power bomb onto the steel steps—that was pretty crazy as well. Oh,
2: yeah. I, I, he slid. He bounced and slid off that as well. Yeah, he that's really the did one. go well. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's. I don't know. Well, so speaking of, uh, since we're talking about it, uh, weird uh, bumps. What about that fight in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, whatever name it is, when um, Braun Strowman eliminated. Harper and and Ali while well, he was suplexing him and then they both went flying off. Did you oh, see and that? And Ali
2: over rotated and smacked his face on the announce table.
0: Oh my god! But just the bu- both of them, it was like as if they did a jumping suplex off the apron onto the floor. Both of them.
2: Yeah. I was like, it was so god, sketch. Fuck. Like brilliant move, but Ali is so light in comparison that the momentum of a brawn drop kick with Luke Harper is just not going to end well. And also, fuck you, WWE for not for just throwing Luke Harper back into a Battle Royale. Right. No return, nothing for him. You put your money on Eric Rowan,
0: <laughs> as your, like money star,
2: and you just dick over Luke Harper.
0: What, you don't enjoy Big Red?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not what I would call a vegan eco-warrior, let's just say that. You don't, the no. vegans aren't that,
3: you can't get that big and be a vegan, it's
2: just not possible. No.
0: You know what, that is you a, a good gone. fact.
2: And just Luke Harper is so talented, so stupidly talented.
0: Yeah, I think uh, so too. Uh,
2: and they just don't use him.
0: Nope. Them the so brakes, I guess. I know. It is. Number 4 for you guys.
2: Number go four go for access your shout. All right. Um we've let's been see. around WrestleMania quite a bit so let let's dip into a bit of NXT Takeover, shall we? Oh um one of uh, i've got two uh, there's like three matches i want to talk about but sure. oh shit oh should have planned this beforehand, shouldn't i um let's talk about walter and pete dunn for the united kingdom championship
0: i knew it oh. i knew you guys were going to be the ones that liked it and i'm the one that hates it
2: the, this, you know this, this is our bread and butter you know pete is he's been our champion he's He's,
0: I recognise him more in authority than Theresa May and the Queen <laughs> <laughs> wow
2: because he's reliable
0: okay, and he's okay.
2: there for us when we need him and to have a reign of that length and, and it was kind of like we knew that Walter was going to win it and he was going to lose the championship but even when I was watching it even after being champion for nearly two years I didn't want him to lose it
0: right
2: and that's impressive as a title reign
0: No, that yeah you know what you're right there
2: um and yeah, I just feel like Walter's a beast as in and himself. When you see him live, you, you kind of he comes out and you go, Yeah, okay. He's a big boy. But then you see him hit people and you go, Fucking hell.
3: What I love about Walter, I've been watching Walter as Max has for the last few years in various um sort of clubs and barns and rooms around England. Right. And um you add as Max says, you know, he comes out, he's a big boy. And even though he's beating the shit out of people, he always looks like, like when you look at his face, he looks like a scared rabbit in the headlights. <laughs> and, and he's always looked like that and always does. And he's, but he's got that look on his face, like he's absolutely terrified and stage struck whilst chopping the shit out of people and doing murders. And I, I love that. It's just
2: really unusual. Yeah, just, just ridiculous. Uh, he reminds me of, what was the, the fat kid in
0: Simpsons from like Germany? Oh, my God. Oh, don't make me run. I could have tried that
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what I picture whenever Walter comes out. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <his little> pants <laughs> being chased by a whipping towel. That's um, hilarious. But, but then Walter hits that um, power bomb off the top rope. Doesn't protect Pete. Just, like, fucking froze him halfway across yeah, the ring. Yeah, that was, that was ridiculous.
0: Absolutely loved it. You and, know what? That's um, the only... Th- moment of the match that i actually enjoyed everything else was like this is not for me i'm sorry but mind you this is coming from a guy who really because i also watched a little bit of the g1 special or whatever they call the g1 super card i still yeah. i'm still not a fan of Zack sabre jr i just can't i i can't do it he's too boring for me
2: I don't like that british style slow and methodical yeah.
0: i don't That's mind slow and methodical good, like like to me William Regal style is fine and even like Fit Finlay and like those ty- like Pete Dunne I'm fine with. I don't know, it's just maybe this match there was something about it. I don't know to me it just didn't click for me.
2: It's interesting to kind of see the shift of where it's going because I think we can all agree that NXT UK isn't exactly doing great in terms of what they were hoping for it to do. Right. Um so it'll be interesting to see whether a new champion can kind of get eyes back into watching it. Um, obviously NXT took a while to get off the ground and stuff, but NXT UK does seem to be struggling quite a bit. You can't just throw, I know
3: like we know all the wrestlers on NXT UK, but right. you can't, you know, for, for the overall audience, like people like, you know, you, Steve, and everyone else in Canada and America and stuff, yeah. they've just, they've just thrown all these British wrestlers on the show That's and... True expecting you to know all about them and that's not that's not the case you you shouldn't there's no reason you should know all about them and it just does people like eddie dennis who is amazing and we love eddie dennis but you, you don't know who Eddie Dennis is. No one in America does, really. He's never really wrestled overseas. It's just its nope. a really bizarre thing for them to do and just expect the audience to get on board, you know? Yeah,
2: they expect them to sit down and just watch and then slowly get into them. Because, because you're right, you know, we've been watching these guys for years. And as you say, barns, clubs, or warehouses all over the UK. But it's, it's a case of it, you can't just expect people to ingest a product. And I feel like that's the main issue with W at the moment. It's like, well, here's your content, eat it, take it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what do you guys weird. want to see in a perfect world? Would you rather see both NXT merge and be just one?
2: Um, I, I mean, you could do like a two hour show of like NXT, but it, it's also that kind of, it's a weird kind of, it's nice to have our own brand and kind of. Yeah. It, it's taken so long to get to this point to have English and British wrestling recognised as its own great form. To have it then kind of merged and taken over would just feel a bit cheap. So, it's yeah, it's very weird because you've, you've got everyone in the UK doesn't watch NXT UK because we used to watch them all for five, ten quid at your local pub right. and people would show up like Pete Dunne, and it would just be the norm. So for to ask us to now pay 40 quid to see the exact same wrestlers in bigger venues for longer periods of time, with not the same crazy shenanigans we get on our previous shows, mm-hmm. is that's why we're not invested. And as Jesse said, the American, North American audience isn't invested because they're just a bunch of Brits that wrestle. Great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Who cares? So there's a very weird middle ground of like who's watching this.
0: Yeah, not kidding, right? Well, that's with me, true. the only ones but I... But having said that, Walter Peter was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, great match. <laughs> All right, to each his own. Like I said, we don't have to like every single match, right? And that's why we're doing this, to get both point of views.
3: There you go. Just you quickly
0: said about William Regal's style as yeah. well that you enjoy. What I really loved about William Regal, and I,
3: like, particularly on WCW, I was watching some old WCW and, uh, when he was Stephen Regal. And um, I love it that he'd sort of play the comedy and all that, and he'd do all the sort of funny stuff and be the sort of Englishman. But then he'd chop the shit out of people and like be really stiff. And it's you never see that. You never see a mixture of comedy and proper stiffness with anyone other than William Regal. It's really
0: weird, but I like it. Yeah, to me, like I said, I grew up on that, obviously, right? Watching him in WCW and making the transition to WWE. So that's where I mostly saw. I didn't see him wrestle at all in England. Because, so. again, back then, you talk about not getting anything British style. We would get nothing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I guess my number three, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, go for it. All right. I don't want to put this on my list, but I guess I have to do some shuffling around. So my number three, I guess you have to go with it, is Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship.
2: You son of a bitch. Yeah, that was absolutely, our number one. Absolutely.
0: Number one? Okay, let's not number go one. crazy here.
2: That- this is the best match of WrestleMania.
3: This is um, Daniel Bryan putting a hell of a shift. Kofi Kingston is now the first black WWE Champion ever. That's historic and incredible.
0: Um, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer dude either. I thought it was no, storytelling. No, it was. I think so and that's pretty much it like the match itself was okay like everyone's like oh my god it's such a great match I'm like yeah okay it is a great match but nothing special not for a Wrestlemania at least to me I like I even have in my notes it was a very good and decent raw type of match so to me it's thought, more display. I, I thought it was the best I thought it was the second best match of the whole weekend are you kidding me <laughs> fight 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 <laughs> please explain try, try and sway me as they say
3: um I don't know how to sway you, really. I, I mean, the, bit, before we get talking on the wrestling, looking at um, the way Kofi's naturally got over in the same way that Daniel Bryan did before WrestleMania 30, you know, with, like, sort of happy accidents that put him in positions that the fans really got behind him because he's just too hard to dislike. And Daniel Bryan, who had been in that position five years prior, um expertly turned himself into one of the most hated heels on the roster and has passed on all the greatness that was given to him five years ago to Kofi Kingston, who he has always loved and respected. So Daniel Bryan has turned Kofi into this megastar and just put him over incredibly. Kofi Kingston and The New Day have been working their tits off for years and years and years. You remember? Do you remember when they first got together and it sort of felt like this vaguely racist yep. sort of um, gospel sort of thing? And um, of course they stuck with it, they worked hard, they turned heel, they became absolutely yeah. loved... I love that they, despite Kofi becoming the WWE champion, they've stayed together as a team. You don't really see that happen anymore. It's really cool that it has. And I, they're never going to break up, in my opinion. And I just think that's all lovely. And then when you get to the actual match, Daniel Bryan is such a
0: good heel because he's not a monster heel. He's not like a Brock Lesnar right, or even course. a
3: Ronda Rousey or anyone like that he's um, still got that sort of underdog vibe about him and he's scrappy. And that, to me, just gives a completely different element to every other every other match of the night, pretty much, you had a monster heel and an underdog. Except this one, because Daniel Bryan isn't that. He's a scrappy, sort of throwback heel, like, almost like a Ric Flair, like a Ric Flair was, when yeah, yeah. You know, no one ever thought Ric Flair was like, you know, unbeatable because he was like jacked at a beast or anything. He never was. He was just the dirtiest player in the game. And that's what Daniel Bryan was challenging. And I thought that was awesome.
2: Also to switch between a year ago, the most over babyface in the world. I know. To the most the hated of heels in the business where you just wanted him to lose. It's just amazing. Yeah, I agree. To kind of pull off. And um, again, Watch, watching it live with everyone, everyone was really invested in the Kofi match yeah. and there's there's something about John Oliver said it best in that line where it was like wrestling is better than the things that you like and in that moment, that's when I can argue that case because every near fall every like move, every bow lock he put in, everyone was on to their seats and when Daniel Bryan hit the running knee, the air just got sucked out of the room because it was like that's it, Kofi's not winning And when he kicked out, like everyone was standing up cheering. It was I was kind of scared I was going to get a noise complaint at two o'clock in the morning. It was uh, yeah, just absolutely incredible. And when he got the free count, that's one of those moments of just like wrestling's cool. I really like this. Yeah, it was just yeah, really nice moment and kind of like that WrestleMania 20, even though we're not allowed to mention it. um, Kind of celebration where when his kids got in the ring and everyone was just so happy, Xavier's crying and yeah, it was just fantastic. And I love the back and forth of the match between like, as you say, Daniel Bryan isn't a monster heel dominating him, but he can, he can sneak in a a submission that could get Kofi to tap or he could pop that knee out of anywhere. That's what added to the drama of it for me.
0: Yeah. Like I said, the storyline, perfect. Great. Like I was even in the minority where if, like you said, uh, the New Day will never split up. I was in the minority of uh, Kofi winning, and then as soon as he won, New Day would turn on him. And then that's what's, what would branch out, and then maybe like, uh, uh, what's his name, Biggie would get the first title shot, and then go from there, you, you know what I mean? Do stuff like that. And then eventually all come back together, like as the Shield has done so many times before, right? But um, I wouldn't have minded that, because then you get Kofi still winning the championship, but you get the New Day splitting up. Now that this happened, yeah, you're right, they're never going to split up. There's no point. Just keep them together forever, that's it.
2: And I think New Day have played it very clever in terms of, like, backstage interviews. They've been very instrumental in controlling how this whole story has worked in the mm-hmm. sense of, like, Xavier's been campaigning for the Kofi to be champion for the past two years. You go back and look at interviews and they're like, our sole goal is to get Kofi the championship. And the celebrations afterwards, and like post-match interviews, it's just like they're so Crazy. supportive of him that doing any kind of heel turn would make literally no sense for what they've been saying. Yeah, that's literally true, none whatsoever. So yeah, keep New Day together forever, and no one would mind.
0: No, and if they like, look, he wanted the championship. Why? Not, why can't Biggie win the championship? Why can't thing? Uh, I always call him by his real name, Austin, because I see him too much on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but that, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, why not? Why not have them win championships together, separately, and still be together? What, what's the harm in that? I I always hated when they would. Um do this where they have to split up in order to win championships or single championships and not be able to switch back and forth. Like I hated always that storyline, like even with, with evolution, speaking of Batista and triple H one wins a world title. Oh, I, I got to flip on you. Cause I could only be the one who wins the world title. Like what's what's yeah. going on here. Just share. You're supposed to be a faction. You're supposed to sh- watch each other's backs.
2: Yeah. It's um classic shit storytelling, but hopefully it they're going to do this one. Right. We'll and see. Kofi has uh, surpassed, people like uh, andre the giant kane and ray mysterio because he survived his first 48 hours as champion there you go but there we go because i was so scared that he was gonna have like a christian Zack Ryder esque <laughs> nonsense going on
0: right you never know what wwe It's so true they might be like oh here here you go you wanted it you have it now nah, now nah, we take it back again tomorrow and now it's back to normal
2: well they were so smart and raw with the whole seth faces kofi winner takes all that just was like, oh, God, they're doing it. They're doing it to him.
0: <laughs> I know. But, yeah. At first you felt nice like work. that, but it's like, no, they can't do it. And then obviously everyone saw what happened. So it is what it is.
2: Exactly. What are we on? Number three. Uh, what do you want to do, Jesse? Another takeover match? Um,
3: what did I say to you earlier? Hang
2: on. Uh, to, well, we've done all of them. Oh,
3: we've done all of them? Yeah. Um,
2: okay. Um. Yeah,
3: okay. Another takeover match. You choose which
2: one. Okay. Uh we still got three slots left, so one of my absolute favorite matches of the weekend was the opening of Takeover, War Raiders versus alistair Black and Ricochet for the tag team titles.
0: You fucking bitch. That's my number one. Ah,
2: yeah eye for an eye.
0: <laughs> there you <laughs> what go. A great match. Right? Like, like so much fun. And I was
2: saying to Jesse, like War Raiders in New Japan I didn't really give a shit for because yeah, they're just neither. big guys and who really cares yeah. and when they came to WE I didn't care either but ever since like about the war games time I I love War Raiders and Hanson is one of my like favourite WE wrestlers at the moment the, the way the Brooklyn crowd the minute their music hit mm-hmm. and they were just chanting war war and it was so loud and same for when Aleister Black came out and they were singing his theme music as loud as they possibly could it like it got me hyped immediately for takeover and for this match. It was just incredible.
0: It was. Like I was like, Okay, I'm done. I don't want to see anything else. Nothing could top this and to me nothing did. Like like it's crazy the timing of these four, like Rowan and Black, the the striking ex- exchange that they did, that looked crisp and that looked uh, like as real as it could be without them actually hurting themselves.
2: Yeah, the respect at the start between the the two of them, like faking out the punches and that was great. And then
0: handsome being able to hang with Ricochet is a sentence yes. I thought never quite be able to say <laughs> with a straight face. It's crazy. I know, like, like you're saying, like the jumping, twisting, clothesline, whatever he called it, into the German or I think Roe was holding him and then, yeah, he jumped off the ropes and did a twisting, clothesline and, and then Roe went into a German. That, to me, yeah. th- that should be their finishing move. That looked crazy. Like, I don't like, uh, what's their finishing move? The fallout? Is that what it's called? With the leg drop off the top? Oh, a leg drop-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't enjoy that move whatsoever. To me, it, it I don't know. It, it looks, again, chunky. Like it, it doesn't look fluid enough for me. And that, that twisting clothesline into the back German, I think that should be it. Yeah, it's not a quick... I, I like tag team
2: moves that you can quickly... Someone skirts in, you hit it like uh, the Revival's finisher. Yes, Shattam that's a good
0: one too. Love that. Yeah.
2: It's one of my favourite tag team finisher moves. Yeah. Uh, but you're right, that one is just a bit clunky. And um, yeah, Alistair Black and Ricochet... I feel like they're going to do fine on the main roster. Like, I'm not worried about those two because they seem to be very heavily protected since they've come up. Yeah, they're going and to And I don't okay. think that's going to change. Um, but it, it's still always that worry when you've got two people as talented as that. And they're like, farewell bit and Ricochet breaking down into tears because he has to be on the main roster it was just beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was sort of like their own curtain call, right? Because that's it. I doubt you'll see them in NXT anymore.
2: No, that was, was their kind of go-home kind of deal. And it was just, yeah, absolutely brilliant. The, the match and the pacing, um, it clocked so in bad. about 20 minutes. It was the sec- one of the second longest matches on there, but didn't even feel like it oh. at all. I don't yeah. know what it is about NXT Takeovers, but if a tag team match is opening that show, you're in for a good time.
0: Always. They never fail. I'm sorry. Nah. Them and the Gargano match, you're, you're always set. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, do you
0: remember um, Undisputed Era against British Strong Style as well? That was a. Oh, that was there. a good. Yeah, that's right. That was another good one. Yeah,
2: yeah. Danny Burch only Larkin uh, versus. Um, oh, that was
0: Undisputed, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. That. Yeah, 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 that was good too. Yeah, or, or it, actually, guess... seem
2: to consistently do great opening tag team matches. And uh, yeah, I, I, on, on the flip, I don't think Hanson and Rowan would do well on the main roster at all. But I'm going to enjoy the shit I've done when on NXT. That's for sure.
0: Speaking of um, Undisputed Error, are you surprised they didn't make the jump yet?
2: Really surprised.
0: I thought so too, right? Happy though. Yeah, yeah
2: very happy because... Um,
0: of course. But I
2: mean, Adam Cole and... I, I reckon Kyle O'Reilly can get himself with his charisma alone, but the other two, nah. Yeah,
3: Adam Cole, when they pull the trigger on Adam Cole, unless they really fuck it up, I mean... The, They fucked up Nakamura. WE fucked up Nakamura. That's how bad WE can be with people. But if they don't fuck
2: it up with Adam Cole, they've got another Shawn Michaels on their hands. Yeah, Adam Cole's white, so we're we're doing okay for the start.
0: Yeah, I just feel so bad. Like, what's going on with Asuka? And then, even obviously, earlier on, uh, Hideo Otami leaving. Like, all these. Now, speaking of Japanese wrestlers, now they signed uh, Kushida to NXT, and it's like, he'll be fine in NXT, but what's going to happen when he makes the jump again? Like, you know what I mean?
2: He'll be on five Live?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. And then he'll be leaving <laughs> within a month or two.
2: But he's going to have some great matches on NXT, that's for sure. Like, NXT's going to come back around again. It, it went through a bit of a lull when they kind of raided it. And now it's back up to when I used to really love it, when it was like Finn Balor and Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. That era of NXT right. is how I view the current NXT. When you had the NXT 6 of like Velveteen Dream, Dream, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Gagano, Champa. You know, it's absolutely incredible at the moment uh, in terms of NXT TV.
0: Yeah, no, I'm again, it's my favorite brand and favorite whatever that's out there. I guess Federation or whatever you call it. But yeah, that's the one I look forward to mostly every week is the yeah. original NXT. It's,
2: it's the one show I still tune in and watch every week and I watch the whole show instead of highlights.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm the same way. That's the only show that I don't fast forward through. Everything else I fast forward, matches or sometimes promos if it's someone I don't care about, you know what I mean? But wow. other than that, no, NXT I always watch straight through. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I guess we should go into my number two. Do it. You know what? I'm not going to bump it up because I want to talk about this match too since you guys got to talk about NXT and I won't. So my number two is the main event, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. This
2: was going to be our new number one. So there you go. This, yeah, this is my
3: uh, favorite match of the weekend. And I think, uh, no, without
0: a doubt, it's um, the best match um, NXT have ever put on. Oh, wow. You're going that far? Yeah hundred percent wow shit okay okay i enjoyed it a lot like if, if i'd have to give it a rating out of five i'd probably give it a four maybe a four and a half but again it's mostly because i'm not a fan of the two out of three falls because in big time situations like this you always know it's going to be one one and then it's going to be a sudden death and it's like why do they always have to do this just make it if you're going to do it like that make it either an iron man match or make it like a what is a false count anywhere or whatever, or no, not um, last man standing where they have to tell the count of 10, do something like that. Yeah. Then at least it's but a you're bit suspenseful. It, but you're viewing it very negatively. I mean, why? Because you're,
3: you, you're looking at it going, Oh, well, we know that they're going to get one each. Yes. And then, and then, but so, why don't you view it as it means we're going to get
0: two amazing wrestlers wrestle for a long time. That's well, awesome. But I could deal without them getting a, a three pin count on a move that they wouldn't have gotten pinned to begin with, but they're just doing it to do it. That's what I don't I enjoy. Three, three finishes for the price of one. I guess if you look at it
2: that way, <laughs> we call that the WrestleMania special.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah it's, um, it, oh, it's such a good match. Like, but it is. It
0: was Johnny, a very Johnny
2: Gargano. If they don't see the money that is in that man, he's the only person to get how many five star matches in WWE right. in a, just the longest dry spell in wrestling history. Um, he's so goddamn talented. And so good in the ring. Same for Adam Cole. And I honestly thought Adam Cole was walking out with this. Like I. was so like, I. I'm never going to put the bout on Kagano. Yeah, me oh, too. As soon as, as soon as Undisputed
3: Era came
0: out yep. after the ref bump, and I was like, right, yeah, this is it. That's and what I, I thought as well. Again. And again, you see, that's why I like NXT because I was starting to roll my eyes. I'm like, here we go. And then he didn't win and I was like, oh, okay, you actually got me, motherfuckers. <laughs>
2: it's brilliant. Yeah, and um, as you say, the minute they pulled the a trigger on Adam Cole, he's, he's just going to go straight to the moon. Uh, and I hope they do the same kind of treatment with Gargano. Um, it's a shame that the Champa gargano storyline has been cut short. It's very much like I was saying with Pete Dunne. That storyline has been going on for like two plus years at this point. I'm still okay with it. I could have quite happily had another gargano Champo match and I would have enjoyed the shit out of it. But um, to have the story kind of resolve in that nice little way at the end when he came out and gave him a hug and stuff was just, yeah, I really liked it.
0: Well, you know, what, yeah. you know what I actually hope they do now, because there's really what other than, I guess the undisputed era again, but for what I don't need to see Adam Cole versus Gargano again. Who, who's next in line for that world title. So why not during the raw shakeup or SmackDown shakeup, he gets called up and he, then he needs to drop the title and then they do something to get the title again. But then again, they just had a vacant title. So I doubt they'll do that too. Right.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who could take it off him. Obviously, like, the people that could be in line are your Team Dreams, Matt Riddle. Even if they start doing more with Keith Lee. Keith Lee would be a great kind of heavy yeah. champion to have in there. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of see where they go with Gagano. And also how we just accepted him as face again. Like, he had Such <laughs> yeah, a random like little heel turn. And we we're like, nah, we still love you, mate.
0: Well, of course, because we know he's good. He's, he's, he's the shit. He's like Shawn Michaels. He could just go back and forth and no one cares. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, exactly. Here's a quick quiz question for you both Uh, So um, this match is likely To be at least five stars right From Dave Meltzer Uh, All all the five star matches recently From WWE have been Johnny Gargano matches Mm -hmm. Um, CM Punk John Cena was famously The five star match before that From Money in the Bank What was the um, WWE five star match
0: Before Money in the Bank 2011 Oh my god yeah okay Um, I can't even remember what the fuck I ate for breakfast And this guy's making me go back that far What do you reckon it would have been? What year is this? Before what year? Sorry? So CM Punk John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. So it has to be before 2011. It was famously the first five-star
3: match in a long, long time. (sighs) What do you reckon the five-star match was before
0: that? I have no idea, man. Is is it a pay-per-view match or is it like a TV match? It's pay-per-view. Okay. Okay, that narrows it down. That's a bit easier. Okay, let me see.
2: I'm just trying to think here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, fuck, would have been? I the, the last one I can remember was, I'm gonna say Bret Hart Stone Cold WrestleMania 13. No, it happened after that. Ah oh, shit! Close though. That How was the, far? That was after the one before. That was the one
0: before this one. Well, yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah I have no idea if I'd have to get again but my ears are going to be off and I know it's no it has to be after I was going to say Shawn Michaels Undertaker but that's way after right you that's the same. It, my friend but it might not be the one you're thinking
2: of it was Shawn Michaels Undertaker hell in a cell, blood, in a cell. that was like a couple months after the Bret Stone one damn it yeah, that, that was October 97 the day um,
0: Brian Pillman died you see that I guessed it right Ta-na-na. am I good or what there you go <laughs>
2: Ron and Steve, you got the gold star of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a gap, isn't
0: it? Nice. That should, wow. They
2: should be embarrassed nice. by that. Yeah, ninety-seven to two thousand and eleven—crazy.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. Wow. That is
2: not, not good, but you're right. This one's going to be another another five star, and the amount of five star matches that NXT have had. Yep. Yes, it's, yeah, it's crazy.
0: With many more to come, hopefully.
2: Yeah, definitely, but. Uh, I think this match clocked in around forty minutes and didn't feel like it at all. Was it, it that long? Yeah, it was a forty-minute match.
0: And yeah, it, it was just pretty long. Didn't even feel like it. I think that's actually, you know what? To me, that's my only gripe. If it was just a little, I see. And then again, if they just cut off the beginning, then to me that would have been better. Again, I'm, I'm nitpicking. I, I love the match. Yeah, it's it's my number two, right? So
2: true, true. Fuck Jesse, we got to fill like two more slots.
0: All right, what's oh, your number Jesus. two exactly?
2: Um. Okay. But well, uh, I, I feel like this is something that we have to talk about that happened at the
0: weekend. Okay.
2: The the dickhead who ruined the Hall of Fame and tackled Brett Hart.
0: Oh, there you go. Yep.
2: It's, you what know, a piece of It's not a shit. top moment, but it's something that needs to be addressed. No, of course. So this dickhead, um, have you actually read up on any of it? And specifically, oh, yeah. have you seen this guy's Twitter account? He's mental.
3: Holy shit. He's
2: <laughs> like Mark Chapman. Yeah, like, he interacts with the shield like they're having a conversation with him, and just blames Vince McMahon for for all sorts of stuff.
0: And obviously, honestly, no- if Mark David Chapman and the Beatles
3: had, if Twitter had existed back then, or like John Lennon, that's exactly what Mark David Chapman's Twitter feed would have looked
2: like. Mm. Yeah, Aww.
3: it was insane.
2: And it was—I I didn't. You watched it Did you watch the Hall of Fame live, or did you just message me really early in the morning? I just messaged you really early in the morning because I couldn't sleep. So I just checked Reddit and saw that, that that popped up. And
1: I was like, oh,
2: shit. So, like, I watched a kind of preview. Jesse showed me, like, what had happened on the actual live broadcast and stuff. From, like, if you were watching that live or from any kind of fan perspective, it looked like, I don't know, that like he'd been stabbed or something because it was, like, the cut to black and then onto the crowd. And it was just scary. It he really been, He could have been
0: stabbed, couldn't he? That's like, true. But, thinking about it you never know maybe that's what they were worried about just so it doesn't show him like what if he started crumpling down to the floor and he just dies there i don't think you want another heart dying on live air man <laughs> god
2: can you imagine that would have <laughs> been so bad and then like obviously bret hart is a legend but he is also a you know cancer survivor a stroke survivor he's you know he's not a sprightly man He's in not any... up for bumping
3: anymore.
2: No, he's not. And the fact yeah. that, also, fair play to Natty for taking, like, going down with him <laughs> to kind of, like, protect him and stuff. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then just, I don't, obviously, I don't understand the logic because I'm not in that headspace. But what piece of you goes, you know what? This'll be funny. If I tackle him <laughs> with major UFC stars and really big fucking
3: wrestlers, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, the guy's demented. Um, are you a
0: fan of, do you know what Botchamania is, Steve? I, I've heard of it. I know of it. I just don't follow or watch. Like, if if I see it online, like, I'll clip on it. But other than that, not really. But I do know of it. Okay. So uh, the guy
3: that runs Botchamania is a big Simpsons fan, okay. um, as am I. And um, so he often posts sort of mashups of Simpsons moments with wrestling.
0: Okay. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Simpsons episode when Homer interrupts a U2 concert. And yes, they end I think up so. Dragging him off stage. Yes, and yes. Mono goes, "Don't worry, folks. He'll get the help he needs." But on the big Titantron, while they're singing
4: um, um "In the Name of Love," you could just see Homer getting absolutely battered. Yes. And, um, in Montremania, they massed that up with this guy. Oh my and God. Like Mono, don't worry. He'll get the help he needs. And they're just playing that song whilst
0: we're watching. Um,
2: Das
0: just beat the shit out of him it's amazing that's fucking hilarious
2: (laughs) oh that's amazing it's the fact that like how quick Travis Brown was on him if there's like anyone I wouldn't want on me that quickly it would be Travis Brown right he's a big fucker laying in Haymakers and then uh, what was it Davy Boy gets involved and starts laying down hands. Oh yeah! And then the best thing about Dash Wilder is like everyone gets it kind of calm and they're just escorting them out. And then that uppercut <laughs> into the
3: face. I've
2: <laughs> really played it so many times because it's so
3: funny. I love it. <laughs> I like that Heath Slater didn't actually get any offensive, but he was fucking ready, wasn't he? Oh, he was ready. Like, he was dancing around that ring, ready to like attack something. He had to go at the Rasta hat that the dude was wearing, I think.
2: Uh, and it uh, was like one bit so after Dash kind of punched him in the face you see out of the corner of the screen like Braun starting to run towards him and all the wrestlers be like Braun we've got it under control it's cool man he doesn't need to get these hands <laughs> chill out and oh it's just like so stupid I, I want to know what they did to him in the back oh, that must man, have been yeah, like some proper mafia ass shit I uh, Vince himself ripped his um, ripped his suit off to reveal his classic black tack ta- <laughs> top Oh my um, god. Yeah, absolutely I, I, destroyed it. Yeah, this Gave guy. Genetic jackhammer. This guy comes to, he's in like one of those old movies, taped to a chair, and there's a swinging single bulb. <laughs> like, and an in like, 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 like Daniel Craig in um, <laughs> Casino Royale
1: <laughs> with the no, uh, Oh, and then Vince <gasps> just struts on in. <laughs> oh Give me the room, god. boys.
0: <laughs> Oh, shit, poor guy. Well, he uh, deserves yeah. it, though. A- absolutely ridiculous. And
2: uh, also, fair play to Drake Maverick. He got straight on the mic and he was like, ignore that, dickhead. Let's <laughs> get on with the show.
0: Perfect, exactly. Yeah. What else can you do? He's apology, right? Yeah. All right, so I guess we're on to your guy's number two. Yeah, no, that was on. number oh, sorry. Oh, number. so my number one, that's right, okay. My number one, I guess, by default, because everything's all the good stuff has already been said. So I'm just going to go off shock factor alone would be the Seth Rollins vs. Brock Lesnar match for the Universal title to kick off WrestleMania.
2: (laughs) Yes, and apparently this was so last minute that Hulk Hogan had no idea why Paul Heyman was walking out. Fuck off. That was actually... That was my favorite bit of the whole match just Hulk's face where Paul Heyman barges past
0: him. Are you kidding me?
2: He had no idea that that was, like, happening. He just thought he was going to be there for a post-down. Also... F- fuck we for bringing him back again right i know i no, I, uh, I disagree with you on that i know you do and you'll always defend him but
0: i just him. want hollywood hogan this hogan i don't want i want the evil hulk hogan because ever, everyone already hates him so let him be a fucking heel as well
2: lean into the racism
0: hulk. it'll be great exactly come yeah. on blackface and all well i'll, I'll embrace it I was watching an old episode of WCW and I thought he was up to his old ways
2: when he started spray-painting the um, letter N on the side of something, but it ended up being NWO. NW. <laughs> And, uh, oh, he's doing a W. He's doing a W,
3: it's fine. Jesus. No,
2: no. Uh, It was great watching the Hall of Fame and, like, the shade that some of the wrestlers were throwing. like, New Day. Everyone stood up and applauded, and you just see New Day sat for, and they were just like, nope, not going to get up. And I feel like Liv Morgan and, like, uh, Riot Squad also did the same. And just, there was just, it was a very uncomfortable couple of sections where they're just like, nope, still a prick.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: A lot of old people are racist pricks, though, just because Hulk happens to be the biggest name in wrestling as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and that he got uh, caught uh, doing it, yeah, right.
2: right? So going back to Seth and Brock, ignoring Hulk. Uh, yes, the, please. the thing I love about them going on first is clearly they went to Brock, yeah, we're going to have uh, Seth win the title, but you know the women are main eventing, right? And he went, the women? Put me on first. I will not stand around and wait for this nonsense. And that's pretty much how the conversation went in my head.
3: I reckon so, something like that or I feel like, I don't know it was a Wrestlemania moment I'm doing that with plenty of years hands, Uh, like, you know it's very Vince, isn't it like, what won't people expect that's what Brock first.
2: It's Um, true, it, it got us surprised, but the reason I feel like it was um, Brock wasn't happy about it was because of how much he mutilated Seth in the start. The bruises on that man's back halfway into the match, good
0: Jesus. I know, right? Like, to, to me, that's another thing. Was the way I thought that usually it's the opposite where someone blindsides Lesnar and then that's how you're going to chop him down and then he comes out of nowhere because he's a monster and he beats everybody. This was the reverse. And I'm like, oh, here we go. This is how they're going to beat. Seth and Brock still going to be Because ch- I honestly thought Brock was going to walk out with the championship. I don't know why. I had this gut feeling for some reason.
3: Yeah, yeah, I got well, it. We well, we got three big titles, right? And um, it was like, okay, we sort of want all three baby faces to win. And that just doesn't seem like it would happen. So when right. match was on first, I was like, oh, okay, so Brock's going to beat Seth. Yeah. But because the show's so long, we'll have forgotten all about that when it
2: comes around to Kofi winning and Becky winning, so exactly. it'll still be feel-good. But yeah. no, they pulled the trigger on all of it, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I oh, thought one was going to lose it, my money was on Kofi. Yeah, they're oh, going to
3: book yeah. a T, book a T, Triple H in.
2: Yeah, exactly. I've been burnt before, so I know. Um, <laughs> and you're a USC fan, Steve. Like, right. Where do you think this whole Brock Cormier stuff's going?
0: Well, I think it's going to happen, because even Cormier tweeted, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, something about that, uh, because obviously he's a huge WWE fan, so I'm sure you watch WrestleMania, and he was saying something like, um, I can't wait till he comes over, this match is going to happen, it should happen, he's a champion, I'm a champion, Uh, come get your lickings on this side now, or something like that, so...
2: Yeah, I saw him tell Dana today, just book it, book
0: it right now. Yeah, he really happen. wants it, like, badly now. And you know what? I don't blame him. Do it. Get your payday and walk out, man. Everyone's saying Brock doesn't deserve it. And, again, who are we to say that he deserves it or not? If he brings in money for the UFC and if Cormier wants it. He's the champ. Why Why can't he call his shot? Yeah, why
2: not? Yeah, and Brock's good, man. Like, it doesn't matter. It, surely he deserves
0: it on the basis that he's a very good... UFC fights in there well the problem is is because of him always getting caught with steroids like he's been uh, I don't know if it's two or three times that he's been caught so that's probably why people are like because he a can't train cheater. for a while right he
2: could, they can't book this match for another like six, eight,
0: six to eight months right right but I think he's already well you guys have seen he's leaned out a bit so I, I would assume because he has to be clean yeah like you said six or eight months before he actually gets into the fight so a like, training yeah, camp is so. usually three months It'll be or so, so. But we'll see
2: yeah, it was what a two-minute match between the two of them, and they got in what they needed to get in. Free curb for me. stomps yep. made me happy, so and uh, we, we we're all just kind of screaming at the TV for Seth to swing the bout, and it didn't look like it was going to swing the bout, but when he did, <laughs> oh, I was happy. Even I, yeah, I was doing that. I was sit,
3: just sitting in the lobby. Yeah,
2: swag,
0: actually, I actually had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> oh my god, that's
2: hilarious! <laughs> but it was a great opener show, as you say. It yeah. was kind of a WrestleMania moment of just being unexpected.
0: Exactly. Because, again, I think I would have, I enjoyed this WrestleMania. But, again, with the problem being it's just so long. But that aside, other than John Cena, there was no surprises in my eye. Like, nothing really, like, everyone's waiting for something to happen in that angle match. Okay, now someone else is going to come out and they're going to have a real match. Like, you know what I mean? I thought maybe someone would show up here and there. And it's like, no one really showed up. And, again, Hogan doesn't count. Nash and Hall don't really count. Like, nothing major really happened. Other than the the story is coming to an end and there's a happy ending for all all the faces, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, completely, completely.
0: So you guys oh, number one.
2: This is tricky because like we've talked about every cool moment there is. So, I know, right? Um, That's
0: where I was. At. <laughs>
2: right, so we're a bit fucked at this point. Uh, sure, we could, who cares, Jesse? I'm gonna, I'm, Jesse, Steve. If you will allow me, I'm gonna do a, a cheat. Okay. For the okay. one, because we don't really have anything. Have you got something in mind that you wanted to bring up, Jesse? Um, Alexa Bliss's costume changes. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke, so I'm glad we're on the same page.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I love you, Oh. Um
2: I feel like a cheat number one that we can say is this was a great WrestleMania weekend. I think that could be our number one in the sense of, like, if we can just go over some of the other matches that we haven't been able to talk about. Sure. Not since WrestleMania 31 has there been. A WrestleMania weekend I've enjoyed from Takeover, Hall of Fame, and WrestleMania. That's just been solidly good. Yes, it
0: was long, but there's not a match on there that I didn't enjoy. You um, know, what? it's so true. Because yeah, kind of kick out of it. it was still very enjoyable
2: as a show. I thought. Um, the SmackDown tag team match was was great with yep. the Usos. Um, Iconics winning the titles was a massive shock, but I was so yep. happy that it happened because yeah, that was great actually. Payne right. Royce for life. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Payne Royce for
2: life. Life man. Um, <laughs> um, the only di- like I wanted Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre to be better, and I wanted Drew to go over Reigns. I know. it wouldn't have damaged either. <clears throat> It would have like made Drew McIntyre, and it would have like put Roman more into fan studding. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They, they booed they him. Could have, they could have done the
3: ring rust <laughs> with Roman, couldn't they?
2: Yeah, they booed him. This was his cancer tour, and they booed him. <laughs>
3: That's cancer tour. He should, have, he should have come down the ramp
2: like on a wheel drip. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And as much as Baron Corbin, like Kurt Angle can't go anymore and it's really sad to see, but from what we've seen over Kurt for the past year of him trying to wrestle, it wasn't a bad showing for him. The man could still moonsault. Oh, good Jesus. I was. It was like I was watching a horror movie. I had both hands (laughs) over. I was like half peeking through and I was like, this is it? This is how it (laughs) ends. But he he did it. He, he did, did it. it all for them. It he looks good. Like, too, yeah. Again, the people I was watching with didn't know that Kurt Angle could do a moonsault. They'd never seen ah, that. That was like early two thousands. Kurt Angle. There you go. Yeah, and I just mouthed moonsault, and they went, "What?" And I went, "He's going to do a moonsault," <laughs> <laughs>
3: and
2: he floats in the air still, doesn't he? He's always
0: sort of floated. He floats I know. like what does. I he think he has it. one of the nicest moonsaults of all time. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, definitely. It was. Um, Jumping back, on Ricochet shooting Star Press
0: at NXT. Right.
3: The delay that he had on that was
2: insane. Just hovered. Just hovered. And, uh, yeah. And another thing from the Hall of Fame, like, great Hall of Fame speeches from everyone. Like, I enjoyed every single speech that was there. And DX were on form. DX was so funny in their, like, induction speech. It wasn't, like, crappy 2006 DX. (laughs) It was, yeah, they were just all on it on that night. Yeah, it was good, actually. And, and like they
3: and when they got Shawn Michaels out for commentary on one of the WrestleMania matches, I was like, oh, man, this is a bad idea. Like, he's in DX mode this weekend. <laughs> like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> uh,
2: but, yeah, I, I feel like we, we've been burnt a lot, and this is why you yourself, Jesse, have been kind of um, taken out of what wanting to watch these WrestleMania's and stuff. Um, but just from top to bottom, I feel like this was just Enjoyable for anyone to watch Like I had a bunch of like A couple of non-fans here They had a great time throughout the whole show So kudos where WWE gets shit on quite a bit But you got to give the devil their due When they put on a good weekend It's a great weekend
3: Yeah you know what this means Um, If they keep up this trend The next good Wrestlemania will be Wrestlemania 39
2: Oh god (laughs) That's (laughs) That's how old we'll be Yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, oh, you, oh, actually, you know one match I want to touch on. Sleeper that I th- that almost made the top five would be Tony Nieves Buddy Murphy. I think that was a hell of a match.
2: Yeah, great match, right? um I love Buddy Mur- Murphy as champion. Him winning in Australia was one of my favorite moments of last year, and I, I was kind of sad to see him lose it. But they went hell for leather in that match. They were like, "All right, we're opening pre-show. <laughs> we're gonna make." It's what two oh five does every time, isn't it? I We're know, gonna make you remember. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't. That's the that's the history of two oh five live. They have great, great
3: matches consistently that everyone immediately forgets about.
2: Yeah. Um oh, um in wrestling fashion, let's end end on a negative because Perfect. I almost <laughs> I almost turned off WrestleMania before the show even began. Feeding the revival to Kurt Hawkins' losing streak yeah. made me so angry. Me and Jesse have always said like You've got a Kurt Hawkins losing streak that is Vince McMahon's golden bullet mm. of when he wants to put someone down, they're going to use Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. And the fact that they used it on one of the greatest living tag teams today... It's crazy. Uh, ...breaks my heart.
0: Oh, and, and you're going to hate it even more because they lost again on Raw in, in a yeah. rematch. So they lost actually twice to them now.
2: Just unbelievable. its You look at the revival from NXT, their matches of like American Alpha and DIY... Some of the yep. best tag team wrestling of the past 20 years yep. and just nothing now. Nothing.
0: I know. There's something about tag teams in, in WWE. I, I don't get it. Like, you see Bobby Roode and Gable getting a push and it's like, why are you forcing these guys together? Just stop, please. And give your actual yeah, you, pushes to real tag teams.
2: Yeah, you split up Jason Jordan and Chad Gable who actually have chemistry. But for some goddamn reason, Ricochet and Alistair Black are working as a tag team and I know. you're pushing so them to stupid. the moon with it. I don't get it. I don't understand, guys, and it really upset me.
0: I'm yeah. still not over it. Yeah, I know. What can you do? So perfect way to end off. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Max is pissed off.
0: So, guys, where can people find you? Where can they listen to your shows? Twitter, all that fun stuff. Yeah.
2: So we just did a show on something. It was pretty good, I hear. Jesse did a quiz. It was a good quiz. You should check it out. It was WrestleMania themed. Oh, there's top five WrestleManias of all time yeah
3: go. that was good that, that was, was a good show. show that came
2: out last friday right yeah it did so go check that out um we've gone to a short form kind of um view of our podcast so like if you listen to us you don't really like it there's a new kind of format where we do like a condensed version of the top five so we do in between us and it's a lot of fun we're getting good feedback on it so go check us out at got till five that's till with two hours and five the word and we're on twitter Face, we're not on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And you can also go to our website, which is what, Jesse Benz? Got to 5com So go check us out. And, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Send us some love. And thank you, Steve, for having us on once again. This is one of the highlights of our year, coming on and being able to talk wrestling with you.
0: I love it as well, my friends. Trust me. And for myself, you can find me, Finger Styles, on Instagram, Twitter. Follow the podcast at the podcast DAP. And email us your thoughts, suggestions, questions, whatever you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. And please go subscribe, rate, review. All three of those things are very important. Not just listening. Do all three. You're, listening, you're getting this for free, so take five seconds out of your life to at least leave a five-star rating. You want to leave a review? Fine. If you're fucking lazy, I get it. Leave a five-star review at least at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and go to podbros.com. You can listen to the show there and obviously support the other sponsors, which is blackbeltcbd.com no blackbeltcbdproducts.com they are blackbeltcbd go there use promo code thepodcast25 and obviously go to poppyapparel.com use promo code thepodcast with a capital D and since if you are listening to the show now you are wrestling fans if you're listening to this for the first time and you want to listen to myself talk to other wrestlers go back listen to old episodes I have a few wrestlers on most recently I've had RJ City on and upcoming this week I will have Tyson Dukes on the show so tune in for that
4: Awesome. Um, Next time
0: we'll see you is the Party of the Summer, right, Steve? And it's taking place just down the street in my hometown of Toronto.
2: Yeah, we're going to be crushed on your couch. We're going to get tickets and come read your basement.
0: Not a problem, because if I do get tickets, I'll probably only be going to the NXT. I won't be doing actually SummerSlam. I'll just do the TakeOver, because that's what I did last time they came for Survivor Series, and I I loved it, so I'll stick to that. And I know it it won't be more than four hours long. (laughs) Very true, very true. true. We'll just come and use your sofa and meet your hot wife.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't let Jesse know your hot wife.
0: Don't worry, I don't let anyone hear my hot wife, trust me.
2: (laughs) Uh, Steve, thank you so much for having us once again, and we can't wait to have you on ours.
0: You just let me know, man, and I'll be there in in a jiffy. he's learning.
1: I'm
0: British. (laughs) On that note, he's Max, he's Jesse, I'm Steve, this is the podcast. Peace. Peace.